you're actually a commodity because you're a healthy food brand. But because of your intentional way of positioning your product, you can elevate your impact to your customers. This is the Vineyard Podcast. Conversations on brand development for the healthy food and beverage industry with your hosts, Leonard Grape and Victoria Walling. Listen as they navigate the intricacies of developing a healthy F&B brand so you can build a product that stands out, appeals to the emotions, and becomes the preferred one by customers. Victoria, let's talk about how healthy F&B brands can improve their product differentiation. So this one is really driven by the concept of positioning, which is essentially how you gain control on how your product will be perceived, both as valuable and unique by your consumers. So the premise here is that a lot of healthy F&B brands right now are focused on anchoring their differentiator as being healthy. And we see that as a problem because all other healthy F&B products are actually using that as their main differentiator. So that means it's going to be difficult to stand out. And that also means that a lot of healthy F&B products, unfortunately, are not meaningfully differentiated. Is that fair to say? Yes, I love how you put positioning as a top priority when it comes to brand development. You know, I know there's a lot for everyone to learn about how determining the right positioning can truly help a business become unique and eventually succeed, most especially in the healthy food and beverage industry. But maybe, Leonard, you know, you can paint a clearer picture for us when it comes to brand positioning. Um, Maybe you have samples that we can take into consideration and use as guidance. Yeah, well, the interesting thing here is when when we said a lot of healthy F&B products are not meaningfully differentiated, we're, we're really not just saying that based on our own, like our own intent. You know what I mean? Right, because right. we actually reviewed a lot of healthy F&B products, went to their website and actually check how they are positioned. So what I want to do, as you, as you mentioned, Victoria, is read some actual positioning statements of healthy F&B brands, and these came from their website, okay? Give it a go. <laughs> so let, let me start. There's there's one brand wherein their main anchor as differentiator says junk-free snacks. The another one, which is more in the dairy or milk category, says organic dairy-free milk and cereals. The next one says that they're healthy oat cookies, Another one says that they're vegan chickpea snacks. So you see where I'm getting at here? The next one is veggie instant coffee. The other one, I think, is one of the the brands that are more up there in terms of how generic their positioning for their product is, says that they're plant-based comfort food. Oh, that's a bit general. That's actually very general. How many plant-based comfort food are there within the healthy F&B space? The next one says that they are gluten-free plant-based gelato. Let's go to, to the like meat alternative space. One says mm-hmm. that they're 100% vegetarian burger. Next is plant-based milk. The last one that I have here as an example would be meat made from plants. Which is essentially saying like plant-based meat, yeah, <laughs> plant-based uh, burger, right? So, what we what we can get from this is when you listen to the positioning statements or how they're trying to present themselves, it's as if you're actually listening to the product categories within the healthy F and B space. It's that generic, and the challenge would be 
you're competing with other healthy F&B brands who are in similar categories. So if somebody listens to your your product or your brand, you probably have your own name, you have your own brand logos, mm-hmm. your unique identifier, but still, how can they realize how uh, differentiated you are from other healthy F&B brands? Plus, there's also the reality that there's still the dominance of junk foods. So what we That's want to, to do in this episode, Victoria, is to provide them with insights with a goal of helping them enhance their positioning for their healthy F&B brands. You know, I'm trying to think about all the samples that you gave. And while I know that these companies really aim to help a lot more people choose to be healthy every day, it's also a struggle for these brands to really strive to be different, you know, in the way they position themselves and in, in their products in the market, down from the language and the tonality that they use, and even down to the manner of storytelling that they have. You know, Leonard, I think this is where we can help them as, you know, the main mm-hmm. partner for the healthy F&B industry. In your thought leadership piece on the hierarchy of product differentiation, you included five aspects that many brands within the industry can take into consideration. Why don't we go through each one? This is what we call the hierarchy of product differentiation. So as you mentioned, we have five levels here. And I'm going to do a rundown of each of the differentiators. And then as we go along, the level of differentiation also increases because of the way it's approached and the efficacy of the differentiation. So I want to start with the first differentiator, which is basically the product offering. This is quite self-explanatory. And what we mean by product offering is that your positioning is anchored on what you're offering. So for example, you're offering a plant-based pasta or a vegan burger or some of the items that we read earlier, like a dairy-free ice cream, a healthy soda. You're essentially anchoring your whole business with just what you're offering as a product. And that's why this is at the base of the hierarchy because this is most basic, I think, and we're not we're not saying that this is something that they can't do. In fact, we already saw that a lot of healthy F&B brands do this. But maybe several years back, it could have probably worked. But right now, we're, we're in a stage where the whole industry is growing. There are several players. This is the base of the hierarchy. And if you're in here, you probably had a lot of, have a lot of work that you need to do on your product differentiation. The second differentiator is product benefit. And I see this more as an enhancer for differentiator one, Victoria. The scenario is the only way that you can really differentiate yourself is through your product. And then you're probably thinking, oh no, I'm not, I'm I'm in a very bad spot. So mm-hmm. what can you do next to at least, you know, bring your differentiation a notch higher? You focus on your product benefit. For example, if you're offering a healthy tea, can your product actually help customers have better sleep? That could be an added benefit. Does it have good effects on skin? I actually saw one healthy FNB brand. I think it's a chocolate brand that aside from being healthy generally, you know, less sugar, uh, honest ingredients, it actually has effects on your skin. Or maybe it has energy boosting ingredients, but all natural if you're in the beverage, healthy beverage space. So by, by looking at certain benefits in your product, you're sort of improving generally what your product is. And what I also want to highlight here, when we talk about product benefit, Victoria, it's not solely focused on the intrinsic value or the ingredients that you have. 
Mm-hmm. Say, for example, you ha- you're, you're, you're competing with another ingredient that's essentially the same. You know, what you're offering and even the core benefit of your product. So you, you still have to be creative on how you add some, some value to your customers. So the way to do that is maybe you have a feature function. What I mean by this is, mm. is your product convenient? Is it meant to be for those who are always on the run? So is it a go-to convenient product that you can easily consume or something to that effect? Or maybe it's kid-friendly. So, you know, it's something that they can, the kids can easily bring with them in school or just use it without any thought at all so you wouldn't have to worry. So in the second differentiator in product benefit, the challenge for healthy F&B brands, you take a look at your product offering and then think of one or two main benefits that you think would position you as more unique than the current compet- competition that you have. Do those make sense, Victoria? Yep, they actually do. And you know what I realized with the second one for product benefit? To your point, it's not just listing down the ingredients. It's trying to challenge yourself as a brand also. How can you make sure that you're able to highlight what you're really selling? It's not just the product, but I guess like the feeling or that that feature or benefit that would help me as a consumer um in in my everyday life this is a nice point a good a good test actually for for our listeners is you just go to google type whatever healthy product category that you want to to check on just make it as generic as some of the (laughs) positioning statements unfortunately that we cited as example but what one good example that i can share is when you type healthy cookies, you'd Mm -hmm. get tens and hundreds of available products. So I can easily check on 10 products with different brand names, different brand logos, but all of them essentially offer the same product offering, which is healthy cookie. So if you're one of those brands, the second item in the hierarchy of product differentiation that you can take a look at immediately is if there's any product benefit that you can use as an anchor to make your product more valuable than the others. So we're making sense. So the first one is product offering. The second is product benefit. The third one is a little bit not centered on the product itself. So right in the middle of the whole hierarchy is what we call the tribal market. The ethos here is if you can compete on the product level or mm-hmm. if you're having a difficult time looking for a real unique benefit from your product, the next route that you can consider is choosing a tribal market. Essentially, trying to be relevant to fewer people so that Mm. you can have the ability to skew the competition, decrease your competitors in effect, and thus increase your advantage. Let me give an example. If you own a gluten-free biscuit or a healthy biscuit, maybe it's a natural, it's plant-based biscuit, but there are so many other healthy biscuits in the market, how can you compete through having a focused tribal market. Maybe you can consider, for example, just focus on appealing to kids and their moms. Mm -hmm. So your product offer is your gluten-free biscuit, but your tribal market would really be focusing on the segment of children, maybe toddlers, those who are starting to go to schools who love eating snacks, but as moms, you don't want them to be buying just any kind of unhealthy snacks in their schools, right? Right, right. And then that's your product offering. It's a healthy gluten-free biscuit. The product benefit can be 
if there's something that's available that you can make this happen, is for example, is to help improve brain function for kids because they're gonna be starting in their school or maybe they're already in their school. Your tribal market now can be to focus on serving young moms who are busy caring for their children, uh, who are always mm-hmm. in, in a day with full of tasks and are worried about how their kids would perform in school. Is that making sense? Yeah, I think this building this tribal market will help brands direct the way they do their marketing efforts. Even actually, it all starts with branding, right? Even how they're going to brand their product. That's really going to help them. To your point, if you're talking to toddlers or kids who are going to start school, it it really has to appeal to the moms who have kids those age, right? So I think this one's a good one. I think this is something that brands should really take into consideration in their brand development journey. Exactly. And you mentioned the other components that go through brand development. So if you're as clear as this right at the beginning, or maybe you're already an existing brand, but you found clarity in this route, it's actually going to help you become more intentional and strategic with how you're going to think of a name. How are you going to make your packaging design? As you mentioned, how are you going to create your messaging for your brand? Because if your product would be a plant-based, healthy, gluten-free biscuits for kids that have an added benefit of improving their brain function at school, which is intended to help Mm -hmm. the segment of young moms. So everything that you'll do has to be in resonance of your market. So you can probably imagine that the packaging design would be very vibrant, maybe even playful, so that you're helping the moms... uh, Make it easier for the kids to actually want to have this product. Or maybe it's something that, you know, your children would be bringing in excited. their schools. Yeah, excited about yeah. and even have pride that they have this. So it's it's essentially that that concept. Look for a segment in the market that you can really service and you can really add value to. And then find ways on how you can dominate and add value to that segment. And in that case, you're going to have an opportunity to dramatically improve your product positioning and be more unique and valuable to the customers that you're trying to serve. Have you ever wondered if you could help more live a healthy lifestyle? Not every healthy FMB product can do that. Only some can. And it takes someone like your company to claim a stake in their future. You can change their lives. You can be the difference they need. We are The Vineyard, the brand development company for the healthy food and beverage industry. Visit www.thevineyardbc.com to learn more. Okay, so far we have learned about three differentiators that HFNB brand should be cognizant of. One is, of course, product offering, which is really anchored on what you offer as a brand. And it's at the base of the whole hierarchy of product differentiation. Second, of course, is product benefit, which is really, you know, finding that unique benefit or feature that can highlight your product's role in helping solve a concern for your potential buyers. And third, which I think might be my my favorite, is building your tribal market. So it's really focusing on a specific nation market who will be your brand ambassadors because you speak straight to what is you know important to them and what they really need right leonard maybe you can share um the other two differentiators that you have at the beginning victoria i mentioned that positioning is at the center of success for healthy fnb brands 
we said that because if you're able to really position your product well, the end goal for you is you're able to build your customer base who really rally for your brand, who would really right. be there clamoring for what you offer, who believe in what you do, who really think about you as part of who they are essentially. Yes. That's my premise because we're going to sort of elevate the level of product differentiation with these last two. These last two differentiators are also right at the center of how we view brand development. When we work with healthy F&B brands, the end goal for us is for them to achieve this level of differentiation. So differentiator number four for us is having a position in perception. So at the penultimate level of our hierarchy is ensuring that you have a strong perception in the mind of your consumers. So now we're talking about you having the power of taking control on how you build your desired brand image. We know that there's the idea that brand is what customers say about you, not what you say about yourself. But what I want to point out is that doesn't happen organically or just up in the air. You need to be very strategic on how you want to build your desired brand image. To make this a little more tangible, back to our example of the Healthy Biscuit for Kids, Victoria, it could probably position as the second best bot of kids with mom being the first. Mm-hmm. Now so I see what, what you did there. Yes. What I mean there is your product. So I've already talked about the product offering and the product benefit. And then the tribal market is now clear that it has to be appealing to the moms. You want to target Mm -hmm. the kids, but the ones that have the purchasing power would obviously be the moms. So you now start to think, what type of brand image would I want to have? I don't want to replace the moms because you can't do that effectively, Mm -hmm. right? But I want to be there for them. I want to help out the moms who we know are very busy doing a lots of lots of sacrifices. So I want to be the second best bot of kids. And I do that because of the product that I'm offering and the benefit that it can have for their children. So position in perception is finding that sincere intent, a deeper intent on how you want to add value to your target market. So, and this is not just a play in words. This is not just an attempt to you know, sort of manipulate the market, you have to really understand, go deeper with your why, for example, and your purpose, and then find the possession in perception based on that uh, context. The last one, Victoria, that I have is emotional registry. This is probably the most important aspect of product differentiation that should be the aspiration for all healthy F&B brands. Differentiator number five is at the top level. And what we mean by emotional registry is being able to create an emotional connection with your audience. Is that making sense? Yes. And I think this one is also the toughest to create or at least build with your intended target market. Right, Leonard? Exactly. Because this one would have to take a while, if if not Mm -hmm. a long time. But again, this is something that you need to be putting in place right at the core of your brand, um, not towards the latter part. If you can do it the earliest possible time, the better. So the position of perception is essentially your bridge towards the subconscious. What cements your long-term relationship with your target customers or your tribal market in a deeper, more meaningful way is the emotional effect that your brand has. So, for example, if if you're a mom and then you see this healthy 
gluten-free biscuit for for kids and your messaging would be all about understanding the predicaments of mothers of young moms understanding how crazy it is to be in the parenthood journey especially if you're the mom who has to you know take care of the household take care of the children help your yeah. husband etc you're now finding a way to appeal emotionally to your target market so because the the goal is you don't just become a commodity you you're not just viewed as a commodity even if effectively you're actually a commodity because you're a healthy food brand but because of your intentional way of positioning your product you can elevate your impact to your customers and even if you do that later on across your touch points you can think of so many ways on how you can build the emotional registry or emotional connection that you have for your kids to help be more tactical for healthy fnb brand listeners victoria some of the questions that you want to be asking uh, if you are interested to achieve this level of differentiation is what is it that your customers feel when they patronize and interact with your brand are you actually right now just in the level of being transactional with your customers mm-hmm. when you know you just say this is what i'm offering this is the price point this is the ingredients you buy and then that's it you also want to be asking how does your product can potentially affect their self esteem what about their sense of belongingness are you pushing them forward to be a better version of themselves so there are so many routes that you can take here depends on what type of healthy fnb product mm-hmm. that you have but if you go back to the to the example that we have you might want to like create programs for example given by your brand that would bring together young moms and then you can yeah. probably think about how can they actually help their kids grow to be more independent be better uh performing better all of those things so if you you're able to do that then you should be able to accomplish or achieve a level of product differentiation that would be so relevant to the market that they'll be there for you when you need them the most yeah i actually like what you or how you explained it like with with building that emotional registry it's a challenge for brands to carve out a specific experience that would really like create that mark in the minds and hopefully the hearts of your target audience so that in their everyday life they'll always remember you like you'll always be the top of mind so i think that's very very important for brands in the age of nb industry to to realize when they when they go through their brand development journey Correct, and it all started with the clear positioning strategy for for your brand. Uh, without yeah. that, you're you're probably going to be in a shutdown mode. That you just launch your product, see who buys, who buy, who who doesn't buy. So it's going to be so difficult. And and hopefully this episode would really be um, something that's going to be helpful for a healthy FNB brands. So why don't I do sort of like a synthesis of the five levels of product sure. differentiation taking our healthy biscuit uh, for kids as an example victoria so again at the base level product offering we saw that what we're offering would be vegan gluten free biscuit so you see that sort of like your your category where you're at right the product benefit is that it helps brain performance for children the tribal market would be busy young moms so you you don't care about any others but your main focus would be helping busy young moms your position in perception would be caring for kids welfare and performance in school your emotional registry would be providing comfort for moms 
reassuring them, assisting them from their demanding roles, and helping them with their very busy daily workload. I love how you broke down in the sample how different each differentiator aspect is from one another. Because from a general standpoint, if you look at it quickly, you'll think that, oh, they all just kind of look and mesh all all the same way, right? But when you gave us the concrete example, it gave me at least a general idea of like how different it is and how grave each level would be in your brand development journey. So I guess thank you, Leonard, for sharing, you know, the hierarchy of product differentiation. Why don't I sum up what you just expounded on in today's episode? So let's start off first with, you know, how positioning is really at the front and center of success for HFNB um, brands because it portrays how your products are perceived by your intended audience. So many brands should really deep dive into their positioning to ensure that they become very valuable to their target market. You also zeroed in, of course, on the hierarchy of product differentiation, which features five five aspects that you can truly enhance the uniqueness of a healthy F&B brand. So if I may, there are five differentiators. One would be, of course, the product offering. Second is product benefits. Third is tribal market. Fourth is position and perception that really focuses on building your desired brand image. You know, really putting a premium on how you want to add value to your target market through the product that you have. And lastly, and I guess the most important one would be creating that emotional registry, which is I guess how brands in the industry can create that emotional connection with their intended tribal market to ensure they help transform their lives. That's really a lot to absorb, you know, um, with all the discussions and exchanges in today's episode. And it's truly an exciting aspect of brand development within the HFNB industry. I hope I got all the points correct, Leonard. Um, Our listeners can also read your hierarchy of product differentiation article at www.thevineyardbc.com That's a very well-crafted summary, Victoria. Maybe just some final words from my end. In, in this episode, hopefully we've emphasized that product positioning is really an effective growth driver for healthy F&B businesses, especially if it's done strategically. And while the hierarchy offers individual levels, it doesn't mean that you should only focus on one. I think the goal is if you're able to leverage on all product differentiation approaches, then your differentiation would be much, much stronger. So what we want to encourage healthy F&B brands is to really create a goal for them to build a lasting perception and emotional connection with their target audience. If they're able to do this, definitely they're setting up their products to become preferred by their target customers and not just the alternative. And if they ever need help, this is a part of our mission of what we want to do to help them achieve this level of product differentiation within the market. So that's it from me, Victoria. And I I know for the next episode, you also have something that's very interesting. Uh, Can you give us some teaser on what we're going to talk about in our next podcast episode, please? Sure. Thanks, Leonard. You know how the healthy F&B industry is an ever-evolving sector in society today. So our next episode will focus on convincing more people to, to join the healthy community by highlighting some of the key movements and innovations that are revolutionizing the HFNB industry. So we're really excited to delve into the industry more so we can understand the demands of the sector, the plights of many consumers today who want to choose healthy, and of course, how making the decision of living a healthy life can really transform one's life. So I'll see you in the next episode, Leonard. I look forward to learning about that. Thanks for today, Victoria. We hope you enjoyed our episode. Thanks for listening to the Vineyard Podcast with Leonard Grape and Victoria Walling. 
If you want to learn more about creating and developing a healthy food and beverage brand that is unique, resonates with the market, and builds lasting customer relationship, subscribe and learn more at www.thevineyardbc.com. If you enjoyed our conversation, we invite you to leave us a rating whichever platform you're listening to this on and an honest review in Apple Podcasts to help us improve the show. Make sure you tune in to the next episode of the Vineyard Podcast.